No, Bally CD came up in the Dáil again yesterday. Mick Barry TD uh, raising it in the floor of the Dáil with the Taoiseach and what effectively what he said uh, was with the 100th anniversary and he tweeted about this yesterday too. 100th anniversary next week of four massacres that took place in County Kerry during the Civil War. Each one of them one carried out by anti-treaty IRA troops three by the Free State Army was a war crime. Each one of them was a war crime. The Taoiseach of the Tánaiste should acknowledge this in the Dáil next week is what he is calling about and what he is talking about. If you have a view on that, get in touch with us on the programme. Five commemorations, as we said, planned for this weekend at Ballyseedy, not negotiable, one of them including that as well. I spoke to John O'Shea, of course, whose uncle was killed at Ballyseedy, and an aunt's husband, one of the main perpetrators of the atrocity. I first asked him, before we talked about the history and his views on where things stand now, 100 years on, about that five different commemorations took place, should it not have just been one? They should all have come together and commemorated in the one day commemorating what happened at Ballyseedy. How do you think the whole thing has been handled by the government or by the state the last year? I know that we were in a decade of commemorations for the centenary since 1913. We're in 1923. How do you think it's been handled? Well, the, the commemoration of Michael Collins was very well handled in Bailinablaugh. But just gone a bit factional here in Kerry at the moment. Was it always going to be that way, given the seriousness of what happened, the level of atrocity, that this was always going to be difficult to remember? That's that's possible, okay, but this should have come to some compromise at the same time. All those who were commemorating that tragedy at Ballyseedy, that's my opinion. How do you think of it now? Are you still learning new things about what happened, your family involvement and other issues? Well, watching the Pat Butler fam- uh, film the last night, I did. I learned a whole lot. It was, you know, it, it, I was maybe too one-sided, but when I see the other, what happened in Naknagashal, it put me in a different frame of mind. It helped me to think what happened to the O'Connell family out in Naknagashal and to the loss of William Stapleton and Michael Dunn, two of the, of the best warriors, I'll put it, that Michael Coll- of the of the squad, they were all very good, but William Stapleton in particular was outstanding. He, had tw- he came down to Kerry with 12 wounds from the time against the British. 12 wounds? Yes. Yeah. And to think that he was made into fragments in Kerry to drive anyone berserk to yeah. him. Yeah. That would was that would be lie to him. Yeah. And I think that what happened to National Army, the Dublin Guard, when their own members were killed that way, it drove them to do what they did. Well my first cousin said they lost all control. Even Vinnie Byrne, he was one of the Collins squad. He said he made a statement one time, he'd have shot any irregulars as they called him the day of the days after of Michael Collins' death. And John, when you when you look at that, like you you learning more, you're talking about I suppose your own family's connections to it and then the fact that you've a link to Ned Breslin. Yes, you know, it's it's, it's very con- mixed up and confusing because I remember the time that it came out in the paper with the interview by, by Stimple to Robert Key that it, it appeared in the Kerryman about 
Ned Breslin, he, Stephen Bruce said that he was uh, the old Breslin from Derry that said, this is the last smoke you're going to have. And he was out in, out in Belly Seedy. It hurted my mother very much. She was married to my father and of course his brother. And he, and she wrote, which she shouldn't have done now, wrote a letter up to my Auntie Mary. Did you know that you were married to a murderer? And of course Mary took it very bad. And uh, they divided, you know, they didn't speak. Both of them died in 1996. My, 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 my Auntie Mary died in May in 1996. She got full military honours. She buried in Belgriffin with her husband. It was sad as far as I was concerned. They, now, they never spoke again after that? No. They, they, they met at funerals, but they wouldn't talk. They just nodded one another, you know. And yeah. Now, I was very, I'm very good friends with Eddie Breslin. And we talk a lot about... He, he described the custom house to me that was such a... Uh, like the, the, Ned Breslin was, was arrested and for burning of the custom house in, in the War of Independence and he was sentenced to death for that. He was and he was tortured and the, the nails were pulled out of his fingers. Yeah. And Eddie was telling me about it that just Collins that saved him, uh, he, he gave orders to Lloyd Charles that all the prisoners were to be released. That was one of the... The provisions of the treaty. Of the truce, yeah. Mm, of the truce. Yeah. We spoke a lot, myself and Eddie. He 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 can you why you coming down to carry then, you yeah. know, after so many years, you know. And John, when you look at I suppose where things stand, the history of it, have we learned lessons, do you think, from the civil war? It was a terrible event, it caused a oh, lot of damage in the country. But have we learned from it? It was so cruel and so ferocious and vicious. You know, some of them officers now, I I can't but say about one officer in particular, that David Nillingham to shoot a young fellow 17 years. And uh, even when, my, when they were going in for George's remains, there was a John Brown from Dyshot Lexner. He was a great help to the O'Shea's. At that time, he brought up a priest and to console my my grandmother and my and my four aunts. He, when when the coffin was opened, you see John Brown was a friend, and he of course he he demanded to see an officer, and it was that Dave Nilligan came out, and John Brown got heated up. He's, he said, you're, you're nothing but evil murderers. So Nelligan ordered him to be arrested. But another officer interceded. As far as I know, his name was McGuinness. And he said, go away, go away, take the remains and go away, go away out to kill Flynn. But John Brown ordered a new, a new coffin to be to, to be got. Yeah. That he'd be buried in a free state coffin. Yeah. And the two coffins went out in the hearse, and John Brown travelled in the hearse and out in Kilflin. They changed the remains from one coffin to the other coffin, and it turned out that my uncle George had two left legs. And they were so vicious, you know, and they broke up the free state coffin, threw it up on the ditch. And then the priest was against the remains being brought into the church. But uh, John Brown confronted him as well, and, if, and, and some of the, the people that was there, and he allowed the remains to be brought into the church. Yeah, but there had to be a, there was a confrontation over it. There was, indeed. But I must say that John Brown was an, an 
was wonderful. He was yeah. exceptional. In an hour of need for your family. Yes, and he put himself at risk inside Ballymullen, let's remember. Yeah. He was playing with fairly ruthless yes, people. Yes, and people who were roiled up and had lost comrades and, you know, God knows what could have happened. Yes, he put himself on the, uh, on the periphery of being maybe shot. Home. Yeah, yeah, put himself in harm's way. John, can you, when, when you look, I suppose, and, and calls have been made in the doll for that record to be changed or amended, maybe, not the record, some, something new read, read in so that the proper account of what happened happened. Yes. Do you think that's something that you would like to see even this week or a statement from the government to, I would to, indeed, to say yeah. clearly what would happen? Now, there is a letter going to the Count Corla. It yeah. may happen, it may not happen, but that something is done from the state to mark this weekend to mark the 6th of March but Leo Varadkar called it a, a war crime yeah recently yeah I think there'll be a movement now Pat Buster said it should be changed he did he said that Friday night Sen- yeah. S- Ma- Senator Martin Manser said it Saturday Bridget McAuliffe and Mary, Mary McAuliffe. McAuliffe at the conference yeah yes and uh, there was m- many more that I can't think of their names now Richard yeah. McKillig had also said it do you think that that weight of words will, will mean that something will be done to reflect the truth of what happened? I expect and I hope it will be done. Do you think, John, finally, in the context of where we are now and this, this talk of an agreement in the North to get the institutions back up and running, we went through 30 years of, of terror and horror and viciousness in Northern Ireland. Yes. There is peace there now. Oh, that's is a, that, is a, that a gift. A, a, an, an ultimate legacy, I suppose, of the trouble the country came from 100 yeah, years ago. Correct. I would think so. Yes. Yeah. That that is the ultimate, and and you know ultimate vindication for what all sides sacrificed from 1916 to 1923. Uh, yes, but again, I have to say that the pro treaty water 1922 that they got 78 percent to accept the treaty. It was anti very anti democratic of the anti treaty led. If I may say so, by Liam Lynch, Eamon de Valera, yeah. that should have known better. You think they should have known better when they the vote was that strong in favour yes, of accepting yes. the treaty? Yes, People that, were tired of war. They were completely and utterly. Had my mother said that, she said that the ho- their house outside in Ballymichaelig during the, the War of Independence, once every week, nearly to be raided because there was. The five, the five boys were out in the IRA, or brothers, yeah. And a very was, taxing time. It was, and, the, and, and she also said one time there that that notorious Major McKinnon came and he asked my grandfather, her father, to come out of the house and he fired a couple of shots and, and she, she was the only one in the house. She thought he was ki- murdered by him. He, he fired to miss. The terror of that. She was... She, she didn't recover, she said, for, for a week from it, you know. Yeah, yeah. She was only about 15 years of age that time. And that happened. Yeah. Look, John, thanks for telling me your story this morning and giving your view on what's happening now 100 years on from those events that affected your family so yes. deeply. Thank you too, Jerry, for having me.